Welcome back to another episode of the State Shifters Podcast. Guys, it's Jordan Kalish here. And as always, I'm always excited to bring on new guests to the show who are really impacted me along my journey you know as i take the lessons that life is giving to me and you know, now more than ever we're all receiving profound teachings in one form or another sometimes these teachings are disguised in in interesting ways sometimes they're disguised as setbacks challenges confrontations and i've really made an effort recently to to really practice seeing life as a as a teacher seeing the lessons that are coming at me as really just new opportunities to grow and evolve into uh, the next evolution of my conscious, the collective conscious. And these two guests that I brought on today have been a really big part of that process for me. And probably coming up a year, I participated in my first San Pedro ceremony. For those who don't know what San Pedro is, it is a psychedelic cactus based in Peru, founded in Peru. And my first San Pedro ceremony was hosted by Marco and Miguel, and they're formerly known as the Starseed Twins. And they're shamans from Miami who facilitate ceremonies. And they also run one of the biggest magazines in Miami, Chic Miami. So these guys are just really truly are some of the wisest people I've ever met and the lessons that I've taken from being around them has fundamentally shifted the way I think and the way I see the world and have really helped me receive some of the messages that I needed to see at a particular point in time and I wanted to share their wisdom with you guys on the show here today and I'll read a little bit of a bio around what these guys are about and it's from their website and Marco and Miguel are known as pioneers of the ascension process and they're sort of leaders of the new age higher consciousness movement and the teachers of universal law leading and teaching by example by living and embodying universal truth and applying wisdom to everyday life in practical ways so these guys are pure and clear channels for the highest loving guidance which they download directly from spirit and is sure to reconnect you with your own inner truth and readjust the trajectory in life. And it's essentially what if I experienced when I met these guys and you're about to experience this when you hear them speak. And this was actually the first podcast that I recorded live on my private Facebook community. If you would like to join that community, shoot me a message on Instagram or on Facebook and I'll send you an invite to the community. On there, we're gonna be hosting a bunch more live interviews workshops, events, and more private content for the Facebook community. So if you haven't joined there yet, shoot me a message and I'll send you an invite. So without further ado, guys, enjoy this episode, episode 53 of the State Shifter Podcast with Marco and Miguel. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Miguel and Marco, guys, thank you so much for for joining me on here, boys. It's uh, you guys are calling in from Miami, so you're you're calling from the past. I'm Sunday morning, you're Saturday evening, and <laughs> I'm uh, really excited to to bring you onto the podcast. And this is actually a very special moment because it's the first time I've got this streaming live through Facebook, my Facebook community. So State Shifters Podcast episode 53 going live for the first time, lads. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to have you here. Oh, thank, thank you, you man. Thank, thank you. Uh, you know that everything that you do, we support because we love you and we admire you so much and we just Respect love your creativity, man. You, you're just pure creativity and always um, so proactive to, to share 
all your um, knowledge, all your wisdom with the rest of the world. And these gatherings for us are, are really humbling because when you uh, take the time to make that invitation and reach out to us, you know, that uh, to me and to us just means that the, the love is mutual. So we respect that and we honor that. So thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And really, I guess a bit of background around how we connected. So people who are tuning in and, and listening to this interview are familiar with what you guys do. We connected back in Toronto when I was living in Toronto last year. And I participated in my first plant medicine ceremony with you guys through San Pedro. And there was something special. When, when I went into this ceremony that a mutual friend of ours, Ashley, coordinated, you guys came over from Miami. We had a group of about 15 people or so. And this is a new experience for me. And I remember, you know, the, the bit of um, uncertainty. I was unsure what to expect going into a ceremony like this. But you guys held space and, and really allowed everyone in that setting to, to have a really profound experience that completely altered the trajectory of my life after that, I remember. And crossing paths with you guys, there was a really powerful energy that you guys were putting out. The level of wisdom and understanding you had about plant medicine shamanism and the fact that you were living in Miami, you're running one of the biggest uh, magazines out there as well. I found it such an interesting parallel and the way you guys go about your business was, was fascinating. So maybe could you explain a little bit about what it is that you guys do and your kind of situation right now out in Miami and, and what, what's, what's going on in your world? Well, what we do is very, I'm not going to say unique, it's unique to us. And since we were very young, we understood that we couldn't identify with one thing Precisely, we understood the concept of oneness very at a very short age. I remember that when, I, when we were like seven years old, there was something within me that knew that connected to every single person. And for a seven-year-old to understand that death wasn't an option, because if I died today, I would exist still in you. And I thought it was a funny way to explain it, because I would say something like, you know, if I die, I know that there is an essence there is an aspect of me that would live in every single one of people on earth. So eventually we forgot these things. Not, not that we forgot, we, we put them on hold because we needed to live a life of adventures and a life of a lot of density, a lot of happiness and, and a lot of duality, if you, if you would call it. And I remember thinking there cannot be one thing that I want to do. I want to experience it all or as much as I can. So I understand that sometimes people, they take one path and they dedicate their lives to spirituality and some people dedicate their lives to business or to just other things. And I knew that there was a way that you can do both and not to feel that you are not completely doing one fully. So that's why we, we pretty much honor our spiritual path, if you would call it that way, or, and we honor also being in, on earth, living a good life, enjoying in abundance and, and, having, and having the opportunity to be in such a beautiful city where there's always sun and fun and there's everything here in Miami, right? So I just, don't, I just never saw the separation between fun and being spiritual. You know? So that's why we, we always try to keep it that way. So I think we love taking things to the extreme. And what I mean by that is like we can be just like when we met in ceremony and take it to the limits and really surrender to that experience. But on the other hand, yes, like you experience also with us here in Miami, we can enjoy the abundance of life to the limits as well and enjoy all these 
private parties, VIP events, and they're not, you know, separate from each other. I think when you choose abundance, everything is included. And abundance, a lot of people, especially some people that have this idea that abundance is not spiritual. I see abundance differently because I can tell you I have met people that are abundantly poor. So everything is abundance. So whether you choose to be abundantly poor or abundantly rich or, or well-off, it's all abundance. So it's just a matter of what you want to choose for yourself, for your life. So there is everything in the universe is abundance. It's, it's just a matter of focus. So what you want to focus on. So everything that we do, we just surrender in full abundance to that. And, and abundance right doesn't precisely mean financially. No, mm. it's how you treat someone abundantly, how you're able to give yourself to someone just to smile. Are you smiling abundantly or are you smiling because you think you have to smile to someone, say hi, good morning. So if we consider that abundance is, does not include just money, but it, include, it includes going, going, like when we went to the, the San Pedro ceremony, there was so, so much abundance of love. And I remember when I, there was a time in the ceremony that, that you were experiencing this abundance of nature and you mentioned it to me and I was so happy that you were having this beautiful experience and I remember saying something like what if you close your eyes now and you experience a different type of abundance and and then you connected to the to this universal wisdom and I remember having this conversation with you where even though although we were still in this beautiful nature there was so much uh, of this galactic universal essence within us that allowed us to have a different type of experience just because we surrender to that wholeness, to that grandness of the universe. And that's what abundance is, to surrender to the present moment, the present moment and become part of everything, nature, the universe, and yourself, because everything is connected. And that's when you connect to those three aspects, you know, because we live on earth, you know, we have a physical body and we're also pure wisdom, pure universal wisdom. And when you're aware of those three together, now that's abundance. And that's when you start to experience that abundance in a relationship, at work, with your friends, in any aspect of yourself. That's what we mean with abundance. Mm, I actually remember that conversation very clearly. And um, I remember how poignant it was for me because I remember at the time thinking, living in Toronto, I was like, oh, I want to be around nature more. I want to be out and feeling this more. And you just said, close your eyes. The abundance is already in here. You don't need nature to give it to you. It's already inside of you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Wow. It was like those profound moments that you guys were, every time you spoke, it felt like you were speaking directly to my soul. And I've spoken to a lot of people who have said the same thing. And I'm really glad we brought up the topic of abundance because chances are a lot of people right now are probably experiencing the opposite of abundance. Maybe they're experiencing a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity, a lot of fears. And I guess a lot of people are stuck in that brief mentality that I had where I was thinking I need something outside of me to give me that abundance. Like, how do you guys think now is the ultimate opportunity to start to discover the abundance within? And how does someone start to invite that process to, to begin? Because sometimes it's not an overnight thing to start to tap into that kind of abundance, right? Right. You know, you just said something that is key for the transcendence of how we perceive abundance. And you did this. And I can tell you that helped me personally is to understand that we cannot create abundance. We can only create limitations because abundance is all there is. Mm. Nothing that you see around you and inside of you is not abundance. Abundance is everything there is. 
limitations, however, we can create them. And that's when you disconnect from abundance. But we are born connected to abundance. But then we're also conditioned to our parents, to our teachers, to society, to our friends, to church, to all these, to the government and all these things that start teaching you that you are limited by your religion, by your culture, my God, by your soccer team. You know, you start disconnecting from this abundance and you start believing all these concepts of limitation. So when you start believing in the illusion of limitation, you disconnect unconsciously, not consciously, unconsciously from abundance. So the first thing for me to understand and to transcend that concept and that feeling in my heart was to understand that everything is abundance. I can only create my own limitations. And also the fact that what my brother is saying is, uh, is basically that when you close your eyes and you tap into that aspect of you that is infinite, not just abundant, infinite. And when you become that universal, infinite, abundant being that you are, but it's more than a concept. It's something that you experience very deeply when you recognize yourself as abundance, then you start projecting that in every aspect of your life. Now, of course, there are people that will say, and you, and you say there is a process, right? Yes, but you've gone through the process. There is a present moment in your life that you have to choose that. And from that moment, there is a shift that changes all immediately because you've gone through that process already. So that process, you've already been gone through. But there will be a time in, in everyone's life that choose at one present moment to make that shift of consciousness and say, I am abundance. But not just to say it, however, saying it helps because all of our words carry a frequency. But when you go so deep within and you feel it to the core, that's when you see the shift the next day, in the next 45 minutes. Because although on the third dimension, there is a delay, okay? That doesn't mean that now you made a choice today and then you have to wait a week or a year. No, you, at that moment, you just made the choice. But imagine that you say, okay, there is a process. Okay, so how long is that going to take? A year? Two years? So what helped me was to understand that the choice can be made only in the present moment. But that is so important, what he said, but mm. what expedites the moment that you see abundance manifested into your reality is how excited you are about recognizing that you are abundant. Because if you say I'm abundant, but you don't really believe it or you're not even excited. No, no. What we call the cosmic glue is that excitement. Is that feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a feeling of excitement. That you know, say, yes, I can feel it. And if you can feel it, that attracts immediately a situation, a person, yeah. a moment. It makes no difference. You attract it. And that's what the masters call the, the cosmic glue. How excited are you? about the concept of abundance. And if you're very excited, you'll attract it next day, in the next hour, in the next two hours. Unexpectedly, now, yeah. for some people, might be a concept that they might have to test. And you can test it too. Also, I also believe that becoming abundant comes with being abundant, like he said. And not just in the way you smile to people. I mean, are you being abundant in, in everything that you do? And being abundant in everything you do, how present are you? How excited are you? about doing everything that you're doing. So excitement 
it's such a powerful way to attract things in life yeah. and people and the right situations and the right circumstances, whether they're financial or uh, sentimental or relationships. Everything is about excitement. How excited are you? Because if you're not, you might miss a few good things in life. So to me, the secret, the real secret is how excited am I about what I want? And once you become excited about being abundant, okay, then it takes action. What are you doing also? Because of course, you cannot just leave everything to chance or to the universe or to life or to God. No, now you have to take the first step. What am I doing? to be abundant to someone else. How am I helping this person become abundant? Because that's a law. And it's this infinite give and take. Are you serving someone else to be abundant? Because it's easy to want to say, okay, I'm abundant, I'm excited, I believe it, okay? But abundance doesn't mean, okay, now, now let me get it. No, <laughs> abundance means you take that, you become it. Becoming it means now what you're doing for, to make sure that everyone else around you is abundant in every way, you know, giving them the opportunity uh, to be in your podcast, to increase their business. You know, you're being of abundance to someone else. You are helping someone to become abundant through who you are, through what you do. And the more you, you put this energy into motion, the more you start getting it back. You cannot give abundance and not receive it. It's a law. It has to be, all these concepts don't require just one thing. You know, it's, it's a whole thing that it took us some, so long to understand, you know. And this is the reason why we do plant medicine, because plant medicine has this beautiful way to help you understand who you truly are. Not because the medicine gives it to you, it is within. It's just that plant medicine opens up your senses, your awareness, your, your awareness to look at yourself differently. And this is why we love doing plant medicine so much. Not that we do it to be aware of that. No, we mainly do it because we know that through that service, people can, because a lot of people that we work with, they don't have a problem with the concept of abundance. No, maybe they have a different aspect of themselves that they want to work so that the medicine shows them that. Yeah. And the reason why the medicine helps uh, in that is because it's, it's a heart opener. Mm. And when your heart opens, self-judgment goes out the window. And when you have a clear vision, crystal clear vision, without any judgment towards yourself, because it's not about everyone else, it's about you. And you can see clearly without judgment who you are and what you're capable of, which has no limitations, then it awakens something in you all these possibilities, all these endless possibilities about what you can do for yourself, but for others too. Because it will be too easy to say, okay, let me get enlightenment and just go to the Tibet and meditate with the monks and mm. be on your own and, and, and go to the light. And that's not what it, enlightenment is. Enlightenment is the ability to share that light with others. That's enlightenment. Especially to that, to darkness. Because mm. imagine you're all holy, enlightened, and then you start just surrounding yourself and experiencing all these beautiful things with people that are also flying and ha-ha, loving. Well, that's, there's no mastery on that. No, the mastery now is to share that to everyone else without saying, okay, let me just, no, I cannot share my energy with you because now 
you know, I, I have my energy is like super high and, you know, your energy is not going to benefit <laughs> have me. You, have you heard or, or seen on Instagram or Facebook or social media? And I still, you know, think it's, it's funny. Um, when people post things like, oh, uh, get away from toxic people. Uh, yeah. Get those people out of your life. No, no, no. I mean, if you're in a place in your life that you can actually share some light, do it. Mm. It's not by staying away from people that are hurting that you're going to go to your next level of evolution. It's when you help them and extend a hand and say, you know what? I know what you're going through because I've been there. So let mm. me help you. Not because I'm better than you. It's because you have recognized who you are and what you can do, which is service. And now you're in a position to help. So of course, do help yourself first. Do have that realization. Do love yourself. And then it, it, it has this ripple effect that it starts benefiting others as well. And you know, we heard today that the more light you become, the more darkness you attract. And, and the analogy was like, wow. when you turn on the light, and then let's say you're in the countryside and then you're in a cabin and there is all these bugs around. What happens when you turn on a bulb, like a bulb of light? All these yeah. bugs are getting because they're attracted right. by it. Yep. Yeah. And it's the, same, it's the same thing. When you have so much light, all of a sudden you also start attracting all these all this energies. energies that you consider are bad or low. But that's because now you have something that they also that they need so mm. and not because again like my brother said not because you are better than them no just because you've you've been doing your work and people actually benefit from it so when we do any kind of work and we mentioned the concept of oneness in the beginning i don't preach oneness the way i feel i'm contributing to this planet so we can achieve oneness is through doing the work myself because when i work on that oneness on myself everyone benefits from it we're all connected you know yeah. we live in a net and we're all connected through the heart so nothing that you do for you goes unnoticed in the universe when you are doing it for yourself everyone benefits the 7.3 billion people on the planet and in benefits. the universe benefits from it and then you put all these downloads that you actually get for yourself you, you send them back to this cloud and then people are able to download the same information, but you know, it's available wow. already. Yeah. So it's like on the work. Yeah. It's like people always putting information on Google, you know, blog, blog about this, about that. Mm. And one day it's like, okay, well, let me find out about whatever. And you just pull the information down. Now it's available to you. Now you decide what to do with that information. So it's the same with consciousness. And Everything the people that that's do, around, that you surround with, they are eligible to those downloads. That's why they're with you. Because they oh, need yes. those downloads. Yeah. And, you are, and you're also benefiting from the downloads that they can offer to you. So we're all a net. We're all connected. And plant medicine has this beautiful, beautiful way. Because when we're connected in a ceremony, whatever you are working on, you're working it for the entire group. Mm. Even though you, be, you believe it's just for yourself. No, no, no. It, it's, it's benefiting everyone. So every time we go to a, a ceremony, we know that the same work they are doing it's also benefiting us so not like we do it for that but we just know we're aware of that so that's the mm. beauty of plant medicine as well 
Boys, you mentioned excitement. I get so excited listening to you guys talk. It's uh, I get goosebumps when you explain these topics because the way you articulate it, uh, and I'm sure for people who are listening to this as well, it, I understand it at like a visceral level. And you spoke something earlier about when you feel abundance. And I have these conversations a lot with people because you know sometimes it can be easy to get trapped in the the stories of the mind, the limiting stories, the limitations. I don't have enough of this. I don't know enough yet. I'm too old. I'm too young. And the minute you get beyond the story and back into the heart and you feel the abundance and you feel the possibilities that are always available, you said that there's like a small shift in like the 3D world. There's a small lagging indicator between the shift that you create internally and the reflection that you get back of that inner abundance that you put out. And that's yeah. such an important understanding for people, I feel, because sometimes when people are starting out in this journey, they, don't, they want to see things right away. And this is where, for me, an element of like faith and trust comes into play. If you create an internal shift and you, you know you're feeling this state of abundance and you're going out and you're impacting people around you, maybe in a subtle way, but you have faith and trust that this inner abundance is going to create an external shift where you'll receive exactly what you need to receive. It takes a lot of the pressure off that we put on ourselves, that self-judgment that you spoke about. And I really make it a priority now in my day to, to really not get up from my meditation until, I've, until I feel that inner abundance, you know, until I feel that heart-centered approach. And I, I really just wanted to reiterate what you, what you guys said there because it really it rang true to me and a lot of the conversations I've been having. It's important because you said, you said something important that people talk about, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. That's why, because they keep talking about it. Mm. So instead, if we just talk about abundance, <laughs> it doesn't have to be financial. Yeah. Fin just financial abundance is just a small, such a small fractal of what abundance really is. That the more you talk about it, to be abundant and to enjoy nature and to enjoy all these beautiful things that life has to offer, the more we become abundant, but if we keep focusing on talking about, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, that's why you keep, or we keep, or people keep experiencing this because, lack. Yeah, because life that's attracts they, life. And that's, because that's what mm. we talked about. How about we, we shift our, our not, not just the focus, but the, uh, what we talk about. So we can also, like if talking about what we don't have doesn't work, well, let's just switch it and see what happens. At least just do it as experiment. Yeah. No? Not totally you, agree. I mean. No, I totally agree. <laughs> I remember Going back to the words with the frequency of the words that we're using, right? You know, though the actual words that come out are bringing back that, that same frequency. Yeah, 100%. We just have to become aware of what we are talking about in daily basis, what our friends are talking about. Mm. And, and when I say uh, our friends, it's because, well, yeah, your friends, your closest friend, the people you hang out with the most are a reflection of who you are as well. That's why you guys hang out. And that's why, for instance, uh, if um, one is an alcoholic, pretty much all your friends will be alcoholics as well. You know, so you, you become the, probably the five people you hang out with. Why? Because that's it's a frequency thing. And, and, and exactly, and that's why they say it, because it's true. So that's why it's important to pay attention to what we speak about, but also to be very aware of what my friends are talking about. Because mm. somehow it's a reflection of me as well is the conversations I'm having with myself as well. So it, it's, it's all about awareness. Am I aware of what I speak, what I feel, what, what I think, think mm. what I do, what I do? Because everything mm. has to do with it. And all these life coaches and all these people that tell you, 
the five people you hang out with are the people that you become. And they, they don't talk about spirituality. Mm. They just know. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with being even spiritual. It has to do with, it's an energy thing. And even people that don't know about frequency or energy, well, this is common sense. It's just pure common sense. I feel it's common sense, but sometimes we don't, we don't focus our attention on the, on the beautiful things in life. That's why, and we keep focusing on coronavirus, uh, people got sick, the news, and that's why the news for us, I'm not saying they're bad, for us they're not an option because mm. they're old, man. They're not news, they're old. They talk about the same. So, so true. in all yeah. our blogs, practices, anything that we do, we try to put that abundance out there. We keep feeding, 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 abundance, abundance, abundance again. And I'm not talking about financial abundance because when you keep putting that abundance out, that abundance within out, all of a sudden financially, you become financially abundant as well. That's just a yeah. consequence. You know, mm. it, should, one it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be about the money. That's right. what we're trying to say. It shouldn't be about the <laughs> yeah. money. The money, will, the money will just come. It's just... But, you will, but your, the beautiful relationships that you surround with will be so abundant as well. And you will always just have fun. And you'll see that the people that you start attracting are of the same frequency and will be as abundant as you are because everything is a reflection, right? So you're only going to reflect what's inside. We're like walking reflectors. And everything that we, we feel from here, that's why I go like this, every, everything is like a reflection. And the people that come to you and the situations and the work, and it, it's just a, a reflection. And all these people are supporting how you feel. And they're showing you, this is what you are inside. And the other day, actually, we did San Pedro. And, and I was talking to someone at that moment. And I told her, everything that you're not experiencing right now, anything that you wish you could have, but you're not experiencing, is because you don't think you deserve it. Hmm. Because if you did, you will be having that experience. So also feeling worthy of that abundance because yes, the excitement, yes, they're talking about it. All, then you do all these things and you're like, why am I not getting, what do you feel? Do you, do you feel it. worthy of it? <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, do you actually feel that you deserve it? Because if you don't, it doesn't matter. So see, it's so many things. There is no secret formula. It's just how you go about your life, what determines, because this is only our experience. We're not saying that we hold the truth. This is just how we see it. And it might not work for everyone else. Yeah, the beautiful thing that I took from that, guys, is, is sort of like the ultimate realization being when you reverse engineer life, meaning you go from the inside out and you realize that it isn't the money that I want. Everyone thinks, oh, everyone goes, I want to get more money. I need to make more money. It's it's the feeling of abundance that we expect money to give us. It's the feeling of love we expect a partner to give us. And when we reverse engineer that feeling and we go in and remove all the, all the limiting stories that prevent us from accessing that feeling in the present moment, all of a sudden we start to create an inner process that allows these abundance to come out that, like you said, just mirror reflects that to come back. And that's the key for me because you guys know I used to be an accountant, used to work in a corporate job. And I chose that. I chose that career path because I wanted money. And it wasn't until I got the job when I realized that, wait a second, I'm getting money. I have a good job. I have a good title, but I'm not, I don't feel, I feel empty. And I was just lucky enough to have that realization earlier in life. But some people are still in pursuit of the money, 
the status, the car, the, the reputation to then finally allow themselves to feel a certain emotion or feel this inner energy. So I think the minute you flip it, like you, like you guys have, have done, the inner process becomes primary. You cultivate the emotion and then life just mirrors back what you put out. Well, I feel like, yeah, if, yeah if, if that's a takeaway that someone gets from this podcast, I think that's... that's you know, wanna, do you want a shortcut uh, to feel that uh, fulfilling sentiment in you? Mm. Do something for someone. Because when you are doing something for anyone without wanting to expect, I mean, the expectation, it's there and you know it's going to happen and you're going to get whatever you put out there, you're going to get it back 10 times. That's beautiful. Um, but do anything like, you know, how many times do we pass someone with a broken car in the middle of the road where we're like, oh my God, and you have to go around because yes. they're like, you know, I promise you this, one of the most beautiful days of my life is when I help one of these people literally in the middle of the road and she had the hood up and uh, everyone was honking at her and I just finally pulled over in front of her. Somehow I managed to go behind the car and I pushed the car. So long story short, she was like, you know what? The moment that you approached me, I was actually praying to God. I was praying to God to, to send an angel to save me and I'm not calling myself an angel. No, I mean, that's what she said. And wow. all of a sudden you came. And you literally rescue me. Like I was crying. I didn't know what to do. People were insulting me, honking at me. I'm late for work. And after I did what I had to do, when I left, I swear to you, not only I cried, but I thought I could die right there. Out of just that and say, you know what? If I were to die today, I would die fulfilled that I made someone's day better. So helping other people will catapult you in ways you don't understand. And I'm saying you, you're, no, no, people don't, still don't understand. So helping people is it's so, such a catapult to getting what you want that once you do it once, you, you'll, you'll want that feeling again and you'll look for another opportunity to help someone else. And it just creates this habit of always giving, giving, giving. And receiving, and receiving, and receiving, and you know, is is unstoppable. So that's mm -hmm. to me the secret of if someone really wants to put this to a test, okay? Like the ascended, the, the ascended master said, it's not like you should help people as your bank account and see it as a bank account either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because okay, so that's the secret. So how can I help you? Mm. But, you know, it doesn't matter. You are helping. You know, you are still doing something for someone. And even though in the beginning might come from that thought of I'm getting it back, it's okay. That's called non-judgment. Okay, now I know it. Now I know this is how it works. It's a law. What I give, it will come back to me. And in the beginning, it might seem like they call it a bank account. But you start setting this energy in motion that it eventually becomes you Your because essence. you start doing it so much that mm. then you just forget you it's just part of who you are you know and and the helping could be as simple as sometimes getting out of your own story around of what's going to happen to me how am i going to survive how am i going to get through this and stepping into someone else's story and just simply asking how are you going today what's what's going on in your world what's happening we don't have to give money to someone to help someone it could yeah. just be asking how are they going? What's, what's going on? How can we yeah. support other people? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's a really, really powerful point. I mean, I'm glad you guys brought that up. Um, Marco, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, you, you mentioned today you had a really magical day. There was, there was something that 
special <laughs> went on in your world today. And I'm curious. It's been in the back of my mind. That was my brother. Sorry, my girl. Yeah. So tell me more about what happened to you today, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just to finish. It might not be what you expect. Yeah, it won't be. Just to finish the concept of abundance. And you said, yes, sure, it can be as simple. It doesn't have to be like giving money, right? You know, a lot of people, when, when they don't have the financial means to help someone, well, they don't, right? But I can tell you this for sure. If you're able to even help someone financially, when you are short yourself, that's not just help. That's what love is. And that's the most powerful feeling you'll ever have. Because if I have a million dollars and I give you a hundred, you know, you're not even, you know, equaling me. Mm. But if I have a hundred dollars and, and I give you 50 or 20 or 30, man, that's love. Yeah. And now that the universe will respond because it's of a higher frequency. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's an it's act of a higher, higher frequency. Yes. Mm. It's of a higher intention. Again, I'm not telling people should give money. No, but it's when you feel sometimes you lack strength, you know, but you still see someone that needs that and you, I help provide them it, yeah. and provide that strength for them. So it doesn't have to be money. Right. You just put the, the example of money. It can be strength, love. Yes. Sometimes people don't feel that they completely love themselves. And, and I heard so many times, well, you cannot love someone if you don't love yourself. I'll tell you what, yes, you can. To think that you cannot is just a limitation state of mm. mind. You know, when you're showing that love to that person, whether you feel or not that you don't have it for yourself, at that moment, that's because that love that you are giving, even though sometimes you think you don't have it for yourself, that's, it comes from love and it doesn't come from anywhere else. It only comes from love. Love doesn't come from hate. Mm. It only comes from love. So it's okay to believe that although sometimes we don't feel like we fully love ourselves and there are still things about ourselves that we need to work on and people say, oh, you, you shouldn't be working on someone else when you need to work on yourself. Guess what? That's just the ego talking. Because yes, you can help someone else, although you know you need help for yourself. Yes, you can. So, and that, that's just kind of like my way of that was just, just to, that. to close on, exactly, <laughs> just to close on that. So uh, even when you don't think you can help. Oh, you and, and, can. The, and the last thing I want to say, because I did have it in my mind earlier, is that some people will say, well, you're not a millionaire. How can you talk about abundance? What, what credentials do you have? How much money do you have to talk about abundance? You don't have to have a penny in the bank to talk about abundance. You can have $100 in your bank account and still talk about abundance because, again, money does not mean abundance. Money is just an energy. And mm. eventually, we won't even have bills, probably. Everything will be virtual. So exactly. money is just an energy. Anyone can talk about abundance. And I really, really want people to know that talking about abundance will bring get into your life. Totally agree. Totally resonate. And money's just that exchange for value that's coming through the connection that someone has with that inner abundance. That exchange yes. could be anything else, which, which probably will change. Not, might not be money in future. It might be a different kind of currency. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm glad so you made that distinction. The, the experience yeah. without too many details. Today, while we were moving from one apartment to the other one in the same community, there was this confrontation between this neighbor that I didn't know. And long story short, he ended up spitting on my face three times. And that was the most powerful thing I have ever experienced in my life because, you know, I never thought someone could actually spit on me. Like, yeah, shit. Not man. in these times without a mat, not, not in any time in my life. 
especially because like you were saying earlier, we have done so much work, so much, so much inner work. Like yeah. how do you, how do you attract them? <laughs> how, how do you attract oh my them? God. Yeah. <laughs> on my face. And it was like, this, this gotta be a deeper reason why I'm experiencing this. I'm attracting this. So long story short, well, of course, that doesn't mean that I put my other cheek so he could spear. No, no, too late. Mm. He already had three times, right? <laughs> so, of course, uh, it's not about becoming a mat for people. You, mm. You're not becoming a mat for people just because you do inner work. You still have to take action. And I did call the police and I let them handle that because in the past, I would have jumped on him and yeah. settled it myself, right? Even the police told the guy, look, I mean, you were lucky that he didn't jump on you. Like, you spit on my face, I'll, I'll jump Especially on you. Especially during these mm. times that everyone is wearing a mask. 100%. And like, yeah. Someone's What's up? What'd you do to this guy, mate? I'm really I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. It's not what I do to the guy. It's not no, what I'll, I I'll tell you. Hold on, hold on. Let, me just, finish, let me just finish the story. It's not about what I did to the guy. It's uh, what I chose. I came home. And of mm. course, you know, I was still debating what to do. Like, do I report him now with the community, do all, all these things? And after a little meditation, I came to terms that the best thing I could do and the understanding was, you know, he's one with me, right? And if, if, I, if I speak about oneness and I don't practice these concepts into my daily life, then I'm not really understanding the concept of oneness. So to me, it was the ultimate test because today, this morning, just like you, like you said, like you meditate in the mornings before you even open your eyes, I do the same. And this morning, and that's why you have to be careful what you ask for because you'll get it. I say, mm. you know what? I'm ready for, for such a transcendental uh, experience. <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm always like ready for that. But today I was so clear that I needed an experience almost like to put me to a test of how much I have actually learned and I got it. And to be able today to laugh about it, to have no remorse, no regret, no anything, not hatred to, to this neighbor of mine that I'm, now I'm gonna see every day for the next 15 months, that's my lease. It's gonna be, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be not challenging, no, 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 but I'm gonna make it a loving experience. My, my intention is to make it a loving experience from this moment on because, yeah, it was very unpleasant. But after the meditation that I had, I understood that the only way we can do this is if we see God in the person that is spilling on your face. If you cannot see God in that person, don't come to me and tell me you can see God in your mom, in your dad, and, but not in that person. He's not in that person. And that and to me was such a the, gift. The so, devil in that person. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's... Because at, at the end, you know, the guy was smoking and we were moving stuff and smoke. You could smell it from the minute you got into the building all the way to our apartment. So he asked him, would you mind maybe, you know, not smoking because this is a common area. You know, we're getting secondhand smoking. So the guy just went ballistic. He just went crazy. He lost it. Like, he lost wow. it and patterned his on his face like it was a it was a very on even for me that i was yeah like, I was, and you well, know no, sometimes you 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 think all this work but that's going back to what we were talking earlier sometimes you do so much inner work that you start attracting all this you know to, mm. to you say okay are you going to be responsive or are you going to be reactive because reacting will be like punch him and say hey there was something really that i started wanted to sorry to interrupt you there but something that came up as you said um miguel was you asked for something transcendental and and sometimes we we get caught on the idea that 
it should be a, a magical, blissful experience. <laughs> like some abundance yeah. is going to show up or some, something spe- right. life is going to give us something special. But the lesson here was disguised as this really traumatic, you know, confronting experience. And life is giving you this, like it's a lesson that life has given just disguised in a really painful way. And oftentimes that's where our greatest lessons come from. The oh, most yeah. intense pain, the most traumatic experiences, they're <laughs> the greatest lessons. So yeah, it was just a really great reminder for, that, for, that, for me. That, oh yeah, yeah, and I will yeah. remember it, I promise you. I will remember it for life. 100%. And I will remember it as the day that I recognized that all the work that I have done, it actually works. Because I'm not saying I wasn't mad when he spat on my face. Of course I freaked out and I, I really wanted to jump the, the guy. Mm. But how long am I gonna allow myself first to, to feel that anger in me, right? Because doing inner work doesn't mean you'll never be angry again or experience any of these difficulties and challenges with people. No, no, no. What inner work does is it shortens the time that you spend feeding that energy of frustration and anger and wanting to kill someone yeah. into the minimum. That's what inner work does. It's not exempting you from Probably. never ever experiencing a challenge in your life and a, or a confrontation with a guy or with a person, period. So that to me was a blessing to experience today. And I can happily say that it's been one of the biggest teachings in my life. And I accepted it and honored it and not even forgave it. There's nothing to forgive. Just to accept it, so embrace it and see it as a, a as a teaching. Just as a mm. teaching. Now, did he get his own lesson? I don't know. I mean, I hope he, he did because the police really scared him. And he said, you know, I would have taken you to jail if you do that to me and I would have beat you up. Anyway, mm. he was scared mm. at this moment. So maybe he did get his lesson in his own way. But my lesson was to me priceless and I will remember it for life. So that's why it's important to... And I think it's relevant because we can all relate to these confrontations in daily basis when you are driving. Uh, it doesn't matter in what you, we can always say that we all have had those confrontations, right? But you can either get affected for the whole day or the whole week. And it's sometimes even years you see the person, you still remember that guy from three years ago and you still want to kill him for that, right? Yeah. Or you choose differently, you choose wisely, you make peace with it. You let it, you, not even you let it go. You don't let it go. You accept, you just the, teaching. accept the, the teaching, see the service behind the situation and acknowledges for that. It was just a teaching in disguise. He was a teacher in disguise. And you transcend the guy. You transcend yourself and any other situation that might come your way because I promise you, no one will ever come to me and do that the same way. Because I already made peace with that situation. I already transcended. I already evolved that circumstance in my life. So it just comes with blessings of never repeating itself. That or any other situation like that, because it's like graduation time for you. And that is abundance. And that is abundance. Yeah. The way you see things. Thanks for sharing that, man. Again, it was such a really powerful teaching that you received. And I also thought about in the book, Four Agreements, you guys read the book, Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, the, sec- the second agreement is don't take things personally. It could have been very easy to take that personally, right? Oh so said, like, what did I do? Like, how could he treat me like this? There's probably nothing personal in, in what he did. He was probably going, going through some, something very traumatic in his own life. And for him to react like that, it could have been anyone that would have triggered him. Probably it had nothing to do with you. You just happened to be the one to be on the receiving end of it. So I like to remind myself of that sometimes when bad things happen, there's nothing personal in any of this. 
it's not happening because we did something wrong. It's life's giving us the opportunity to learn a lesson. So life's actually happening for us and not to us. And I, I was reflecting on that belief system the other day. It's one of the most powerful beliefs you can adopt. Life happening for me and not to me. Because you have that belief system here in this situation and you chose to see it as an opportunity to learn a lesson to take you into an even deeper connection with the part of you that's unconditional. Oh, man, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Eh? That, was, that was really a really profound teaching, <laughs> just disguised in a really confronting way. So it was a great reminder for, for all of us. I think that happens every day to every one of us. Mm. We go out to work or anywhere and there are teachers all over. Everyone mm. around us is a teacher teaching us either what's inside us or teaching us something. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when we, when we get out and we see everyone as a teacher. It's like, what can, what can this person have to teach me? And the other day I saw a TED talk and this girl was saying, you know, I encourage you to talk to as many people as you can during the day because at one point, everyone that you know today was a stranger, you know? And today all these people became good friends a relationship, someone in your life, right? And that's also going back. And I guess the topic of today was abundance for some reason. You know, that's a very abundant way of going about life, you know, talking to people because when you know everyone out there is a master and you approach everyone as that master with that mastery, man, that's just such a beautiful thing. And, and, and you know, I know it's easy to say it because it is easier than than actually doing it, right? It, it does take practice. We're not saying that this could have happened three years ago, four years ago, five years No, no, something different would have happened. But as a result of all this conscious practice, which is always going within and sitting in meditation every day, of course, it takes you to a different level of understanding and consciousness. So I'm not suggesting that from now on, if you listen to this and you get confronted, you know, feel happy. No, no, it's going to take practice. And sometimes we have found ourselves in situations where we have failed. <laughs> and the worst part about failing in those situations is that you look back and it's like, oh my God, all this meditation, all these ceremonies, and for what? For not? So then that's, but that's your mind. That's yeah, just that's the ego just making you, trying to make you feel bad. And that's just self-judgment. So at that moment, what you do, you recognize yourself as the master again. You go back to the heart and say, you know what? So it didn't work. So I failed the test. You know what? There will be another test. The thing with that is that every time tests get a little harder. Because now you know. Now, when you don't know, you don't know. But when you do, come on. So, and every time when you happen to fail that, there will be another opportunity for you to, you to know, deal with to that. To transcend that situation. So, it's always a good thing to be aware that everyone is a teacher. Mm. Everyone is a master. Everyone will teach you a lesson. Sometimes it will not be the way you expected to be all this. No, sometimes totally. these teachings come. Yeah. In disguise. In, in disguise, there are still teachings and it's how you approach each teaching and you know that when you transcend that teaching, when you make it about, about the teaching and not only the ones mm -hmm. that will happen eventually, but the ones that have happened in your life before as well. Because when, when we look back, when we're able to look back in our life and, and see all these situations that we consider traumatic, and we see the teaching in those and we make peace with all this sadness and whatever situations, that's the beginning on how the rest will unfold. But if we haven't made peace with has been in our past and we keep seeing, oh, I was mistreated, I was taken advantage of, I feel like first 
that's the one thing that we need to make peace with, you know, because these situations don't have a conflict with us. We have a conflict with them. So we must make peace and see the teaching and realize that whomever we are today is a result of that. And from there, we start developing a new way of being and acting and responding to situations. But first, you have to take care of what it has been, you know, because in this linearity, this thing we call the past does affect us. That's what mainly holds us back that we carry with us, you know. So I'm not suggesting work on your past. No, work on situations. Hmm. Work on aspects of yourself. Don't worry about when they happen. Just allow yourself to feel, how do I feel today? And close your eyes when we close our eyes and, and we honor how we feel. Even if we feel sad, if we feel bad, if we feel broke, allow that feeling to become you. Because you feel it. Sometimes we go into meditation and we don't want to feel bad because I'm in meditation. I should feel good. And then we're denying that sadness that really exists. We're denying that anger. We're denying those things. And that's why we keep putting on hold that work. So I'm not saying your meditation should be about sadness. No, but if it's there, well, let it. Make peace with it. Hold it. Say thank you. I love you. Thank you for the teaching. And don't, like people say, let go. Let go of what, like you cannot let go. Where does it go? It doesn't go anywhere. Darkness, uh, sadness, anger. These are frequencies that exist at all times. They are part of the entire universe. But when you become their friend, when you become at peace with them, they stop bothering you. Because now you don't have a conflict with them. Mm -hmm. They don't have a conflict with you. It's just to live in harmony with every aspect of ourselves that catapult us to our next level. Are we at peace with everything we have dealt with in the past? Every situation, every ex-girlfriend, every ex-whatever. Because at that moment, once you become peaceful, then you start reflecting that peace. And that peace comes in so many forms. You know? And if there's something within there that you haven't made peace with yet, life will keep giving you the experience until you learn the lesson. Yeah. Because if life yeah. feeling that life is giving it back to you, that means that somehow you're a victim of life. No, mm. life is not giving you anything back. You are giving yourself that situation back right. because you want to learn it. So right. you need to keep reflecting these people because your higher self is telling you here, pay attention to this. Stop running away from this. That's why it keeps presenting so much because you haven't integrated that aspect of yourself. Mm. So it will keep showing up and life has nothing to do with it. Life is what you make it. Right. Life does, doesn't have yeah. a problem with you or, with any, or the universe doesn't give you shit. You give yourself everything. Whatever you're not experiencing is because you don't think you deserve it. Whatever you are experiencing is because that's what you think it. you deserve it. True. You know? Wow, guys. Hey, I want to just bring something up quickly relating back to the, to the lessons in disguise. And, and I received a, a big lesson a few months ago and you guys were actually one of the, one of the first people that I reached out to, to try and come to terms with the lesson that came to me. Um, and it was losing a close friend. His name was Nathan. And he was the same age as me. It was a shock for me to receive that lesson all of a sudden. And the lesson about death, you know, losing someone close to me, yeah, you know, given the fact that I was spending time with him just before before he passed on 
And after speaking with you guys and after hearing everything you just said now, it allowed me to reflect back on the lesson that I took from that whole experience and the lesson that I got from death of losing Nathan. And I realized in this moment how impactful that was, learning a lesson on death. And I thought ultimately some of the greatest lessons are in the greatest pain and death being that. So I'm actually grateful now to, to have received a lesson, you know, like death that life decided that I was ready to receive. So, and I just wanted to like publicly thank you guys for, you know, holding space for me and, and helping me come to that understanding because some people maybe have lost loved ones recently or death is going to show up eventually in, in all of our lives. Right. And I guess it comes down to the speed in which we can realize that death is actually teaching us something is teaching us more about life. Um, and, and the pain in which, like you said, as we begin this in a process, that pain gets shortened of the loss, you know, the sadness that comes with losing a loved one. As we begin our process, we, we learn the lessons quicker. And I think if anyone takes something away from this call today is, is exactly that. Life is giving us just more opportunities to connect back with ourselves. So I just wanted to thank you guys again for the lessons thank that you you've given me. Now because for, us, for, sure. for us, the fact that you did, it was like, you know, even though we have this great connection, it's not like we talk every day and the fact that you decided to reach out from the other side of the world because somehow you trust that we can be of service to you. That's for us, man. That was a, yeah, an honor sure. to receive that call. And so we thank you for that. The same mm, way. Yeah. And let yeah. me add something like uh, quickly, because the other day we had a San Pedro ceremony and the, the way I started the celebration that day was with a question and I asked them if they could uh, share with me if they remember one of the most famous questions in history. And long story short, you know, the question was from Shakespeare, right? To be or not to be? And that's the question, right? So a lot of people have wondered that. And I asked them if they knew what that meant, to be or not to be what? And you can answer in many ways, you know, to be happy or not to be happy, to be abundant or not to be abundant. To be... So you, we have this power of choice. And you always choose to be that or not to be that. Mm. But that's your choice. And when we take responsibility that no matter what we're choosing, it's from free will, it sort of like liberates us. Because then you realize that nothing that comes your way comes from life. It's a, it's a choice you have made. And that's very important and very relevant today to know that to be something or not to be something, to have something or not to have something, it's a choice we make that we have all made and that we make every day. So that's why it's so important not to be so attached to the past because the only proof that we have of who we are today, well, is our past. That's why we get so conditioned. Well, we have proved that I haven't been this or I have been this, so that's what I am. So when we break with that pattern, that conditioning in the mind is liberating. When we take responsibility that Everything in our life is our creation. It's liberating because then you don't feel that you're a victim. Why does this happen to me? And then we get mad at God or the universe. Why is the universe keep giving me all these bad relationships? You know, but when we take this responsibility that we are responsible and the only ones that can be held accountable of our circumstances, man, that's powerful. Because then you stop being like, you know what? Then I can create anything. Mm. And at that moment, that's when taking action to see that happening also comes into consideration. I mean, okay, now, now you know. Now you know that you're responsible for everything that you're experiencing. 
So what are you gonna do? What steps are you going to take to create something new? What kind of thoughts are you going to have? What kind of words are you going to say? What kind of everything? And I'll tell you something that it was to me liberating when I asked that question, because really what Shakespeare actually meant was to, to be or not to be, it was from freedom. From what? From, from you. I mean, you have to choose to be or not to be free. That's the real question. To be free or not to be free? And then you, the, the next question is, what well, to be free of what? Of my parents, of the government, of society, of... No, of yourself. To be free of yourself, of your ego mind. Because the ego mind is that causes the self-judgment. And it's a process. So it's a beautiful process, or don't take me wrong. And if we make peace with our mind, you, you, you'll see that it's a powerful tool. But it's a powerful tool that processes the illusion of time and space, the illusion of limitation, the illusion of doubt, Separation. the illusion of fear. But the main, and he just said it, I was reserving that for the last, it creates the illusion of separation. And the reason why I mentioned this is because you were bringing death. And the reason why we fear death so much is because we have lost the knowing that we are one with God. We are not a creation of God. Because that's the first conditioning and that's the first belief that makes us separate or believe that we're separate yeah. from him or her. Because at school they tell you, or at church they tell you, you know, God created us. So what does that mean? Well, that means there's two entities. There is God and, there and is then you. there's you. Mm. That's that, in that moment you create separation. Yeah. It's an illusion, God. you accept it. And also why? Because your mother tells you and if you, your, your mother tells you. And we call it God true. just to call it something. Yeah, of mm. course, you can call it universe, you know, it doesn't matter, Krishna, it doesn't matter. So that illusion of separation is where the origin of pain and suffering it comes is. from. It begins yeah. right there, in that illusion of separation. And that is one of those fears, one of those illusions that when we confront it, it causes pain. Why? Because we believe we're separate from that divinity, which is universal, which is timeless, which is infinite which never ceases to exist. So when we are convinced that we're separate from God, all this pain comes into our heart. And not, not, actually, not, it's not in the heart. It, it happens at a mind level mm. because the heart is pure. The heart on, only loves. You know, it's, it's pure love. But what's, let's call it just for the sake of argument, is what's sick is the mind. What needs to be healed is the mind, not the heart. The heart mm. is never broken. And I know a lot of people I hear, oh, I'm heartbroken. No, you are not heartbroken. You are, your ego is shattered, yes. Yeah, the ego is the one that hurts. It's not, it's, it's not the heart. So from that illusion of separation is where all the pain, all the limitations, all the doubt comes from. Because once you have this self-realization that you are God, you are not a creation of God. We all are God. Just manifested. like a drop of God manifested. We are all God manifested. Just like a drop of water, if you analyze it, or a bucket of ocean water, is the same components, the same essence as the whole ocean, right? So it's the same with us. Each one of us is God manifested. And when we accept that as our true essence, as our true nature, as our original blueprint, then the fear goes out the window. Because if we are God manifested, that means we're infinite. So that means death doesn't really exist. That means yeah, we're I mean, abundant. Yeah. So my whole point by bringing this, this question to be or not to be, it's just, it's just that how all these limitations, whether it's 
the lack of abundance, um, the fear of losing someone through death, no matter what you tell me or anyone tells me, the answer will always be the same. The root of that fear comes from the illusion of separation that we're not one with God, is that we're separate from God or whatever name you want to give it. It makes no difference. That pure essence, that creation, that source. all that is, that source, that's where all the pain and suffering originates from that illusion. And the illusion's rooted in the mind, right? You know, we fear that we're going to lose something. The minute, like, like you said, we slip out of the mind back into the heart, we realize that, you know, you told me Nathan still lives on in, in my heart. He's still in there, in the, in the love that I experience when I connect with that abundance that, that we truly are. So I, I feel like, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, Miguel, that, was, that was beautiful. And, um, and if we ever come to visit you to, uh, I'm, okay, no, I'm going to take that back. When we come visit you yeah. to Australia and we, we do a, a ceremony, that can be the intention. I mean, there can be more than one intention, but that mm. can be one of the intention to be able to integrate ourselves back and that's why we call these ceremonies back to the heart, a journey back to the heart, because we feel the journey is forward. Mm. The, the journey has never meant to be forward because when God created us and it expanded, now it needs to come back. So the journey is back, back to source, back to our blueprint. There is no forward. There is a linearity on planet earth that tells us it's forward. No, well, the reason why we're experiencing this is because we're trying to find out a way to go back. That's why, that's what we're trying to find as a human race, the way to go back yeah. in harmony, in peace. And when we do that, when, once we are all back, once we're all back, then we become not just God manifested, we become endless possibilities. Everything, mm. uh, you know, we reconnect truly with our true essence, which is love. And the good news is that that episode has already happened. We just haven't experienced it yet because there is a process. Yeah. Oh, it's happened. So there's that. That's the good news for the world, for the universe, that we are there already. We just need to enjoy the experience of getting back there. That's it. You know, we just need to be happy with what we do. How do we do it? It doesn't matter. You choose. It's your choice through your podcast, through doing plant medicine, through doing Service. through just. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes you happy, that's how you go back quicker. And when you go back quicker, because what you do, you are in love with what you do. Then you are all of a sudden are able to start helping others around to get back quicker too, because we're doing this collectively. This is not a Jordan's work or purpose. This is everyone's purpose to go back here consciously and know who we are by being aware that we are God manifested and act from that awareness. Mm. And I just wanted to add that what he just mentioned is very important because every decision, once you start taking a certain path, it comes from the question that no matter what you do, is it helping other people as well? Is it benefiting other people? Because the difference between free will and divine will, maybe I explained it to you at, at some point, I expressed it, is, is that free will is something that we're all born with and is our ability and our freedom to choose for ourselves no matter what. 
whether you like it or not, whether it benefits you or not, is my free will to do and say and think what I want, as long as it's good for me. That's free will. And if you do that in your everyday life, no one is going to judge you for it or no one should judge you for it because it's your free will. will. Mm. Now, divine will, however, is that same ability to choose for yourself, but always considering everyone else. How is it benefiting others? How is my decision benefiting you and you and you and everyone, at least around me? How is it benefiting? And if it benefits you and everyone else, that's divine will. That's the big difference. And I'm not saying, you know, every day you have to practice divine will. Well, you know, but the more you become aware, aware that it exists and that you have the power to choose from divinity instead from of self. from that mm. me, 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 then that's true power because now you're including, it's like having a podcast. You do it, well, for you, it makes you happy. You enjoy it. You find joy in doing it. But also it's a portal for everyone else to benefit about the information that is shared during this time with you, right? Online. That's what I'm talking about. That, that comes from divine will. My work has to be about me, but it has to serve others too. It has to carry a message. Mm. And a message of what? Of service? Well, every message is of service at some, somehow. But is it of love or is it of hatred? You know, am I contributing from a higher perspective or from a low vibration? Because sometimes you might think that a choice that you make is benefiting others. And sometimes we hurt others too, you know? And so sometimes we have to be really careful that what we choose, you know, we consider possibilities, but the one that should be considered the most is the one that comes from the the highest intention. Because the other day I had this amazing meditation and realization that I thought, okay, I want to be the best version of myself. We all want to be the the best version of ourselves. How? What does it take to be Mm. the best version of myself? And I just sat there and waited. And my answer, what I received was, having the highest intention will make you the best version of yourself. Because sometimes we wait, we, we we see ourselves being the masters in the future. We see ourselves being the best version of ourselves when we reach the fifth dimension, when we become old, when we become parents, when we have that job, right? And we think that's going to make us the best version of ourselves. But, and like in the beginning, you mentioned some people want to, it will make some people know that shortcuts exist. Yes. And that things can happen instantly. Well, being the best version of yourself means when we make a choice, where does it come from? Is it coming from my highest intention? And if every choice you make comes from there, you're always you today, you can be the the best version of yourself today, not tomorrow. Today, what am I feeling my body with? Is it for my highest good? Then you're being the best version of yourself because you are choosing the best food for yourself. Anything that you do, if you first wait and consider how is this going to be, like my brother said, a benefit not only for myself, but to others, it comes with an intention. That intention will make you today the best version of yourself. And you don't have to wait 20 years. You don't have to wait when you have 
$10,000 in your account or a million dollars. Today, we can all be the best version of ourselves with pure intention. Mm. You don't have to be a wise person. You don't have to read so many books. You don't have to have a certificate. Intention will make you the best version of yourself now. I really like how you brought that up refining the intention process like you can and you can do that before you go into any situation any relationship any encounter you know what's what's my intent behind doing this and and like you guys have just alluded to the minute you start to dial in your highest intention all of a sudden you are showing up the best version of yourself all the time wow that's yeah, that's a that's a great one yeah it's as simple as that just yeah. as simple yeah. as that yeah <laughs> yeah Guys, man, oh, I, honestly, I could talk to you guys all day, but it's night for you, so I am wary of time. And I mean, we we spoke briefly about the the plant. We didn't. We spoke a little bit about the plant medicine, but not. We didn't get to dive in as deep as I would like. So maybe we can we can save that for another recording. But for people who are interested in learning more about what you guys are up to and and future events, we have planted the seed of possibility that I would like to bring you guys out to Australia to host a. San Pedro ceremony out here. Um, so the minute sure, the minute the travel ban is lifted, we're going to start putting the wheels in motion for that. But the wheels have been put in motion, and then there is a Facebook group set up for people who are interested in learning more about that ceremony. So if anyone is listening to this and they are interested in that group, message me, and I'll put the details in on the podcast description. But if people want to contact and learn more about you and what you're up to in Miami, where can they find you online? They can go to starseedtwins.com and on Facebook, we're also as Starseed Twins and on Instagram, we're as Starseed Twins. Of course, he has another account called One, One, Who, Serves. One Who Serves in on Instagram, but for the most part, through starseedtwins.com or starseedtwins at gmail.com, we both get the, the message. We can also do energy work long distance. I actually, the last long distance work I personally did what was with someone in Australia and it didn't matter that she was a day ahead and I was a day behind and time, space, none of that is a, is an issue. The work will happen. Whatever your intention is that you want to work energetically, we can assist uh, someone long distance. And that's also energetically means emotional, mental, physical, physical, you know, has no limitations. Energy is energy, whether you are in here present uh, with us or, or in a different dimension, different. literally. Mm. Or in a different dimension. Guys, I, I feel we're, we're going to have to do another conversation. There's so many more things that I want to talk to you guys about. So let's, let's say that this is going to be the first of hopefully many conversations that we can record and share. And this is the first live podcast that I've done. So I appreciate you guys being on here. This has been oh, truly magical. And uh, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from, from this conversation. I'm sure people who are tuning in either live or afterwards have as well. So again, I just want to acknowledge you guys for you know the work that you're doing and the impact that you're having both in your local communities, but also online through the work you're doing in globally. Um, and you've had a big impact on me. So I just want to thank you so much for, for all of this. And uh, I'm excited to, to, to stay connected and, and keep sharing your wisdom. Thank you. I mean, hey, the appreciation is mutual. No, of yeah. course, everything that you said is mutual. And that's what made, makes us family. And the only family. reason why this is happening is because we're vibrating at the same frequency. Hmm. Otherwise, this couldn't happen. It's a frequency thing. So we acknowledge you as well for being the person that you are. 
for including us and for being your first live podcast. Mm. It's an honor. Let's and of course, to, yeah. to those who are listening, I don't know if it's one person or 10 people or 100, it doesn't matter. It makes no difference. If anything that we have said triggers something in someone, helps someone in any way, that's all, you know, that's all we do it for, just to have a little bit of contribution in someone's life at any level, any level. Again, whether it's one person or two, it makes no difference. It makes us as happy. Thank you very much again for the invitation. Thank you, everyone, if you are listening. Of course, and whoever whoever needs to hear it, I'm sure we'll we'll stumble across this conversation. And they'll receive yeah, exactly what they need. Exactly. Thank you so much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. There we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. Uh, Until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.